welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are distracted by the sports. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. I just noticed my voice drops an octave. Yeah. And that's like a big deal for me <laughs> when the podcast is on. <laughs> It's usually um, much higher than it this. Is, it is. It is. It's true. Uh, so it's uh, Friday night, and uh, there's hockey and baseball on, and we're watching them both silently. We 100% are. Um, so we're distracted by the sports, because the Yankees are in the ALCS somehow, magically. And the Devils are finally losing. And the Devils are finally losing, but uh, up until now. 3-0, and baby. 3-0. Along with the Pacific Division powerhouse, <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. So, uh... That is correct. Just gonna leave that one right there. <laughs> um, are we gonna talk about the others at all? The only thing that matters to me is Dreisaitl's eyes. And apparently they were talking about perhaps he's got a concussion, maybe? Something? The journal said that they looked at game tape and they couldn't find a hit to the head or anything stick to the eye. I was thinking this is my theory. This is my conspiracy theory. Oh, yes. If we would have been tweeting today, I would have tweeted out, like, my column and, like, that joke. <laughs> yeah. I have um, so many tweets st- like, saved. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Uh, so, along the lines of, like, I think Dry, like, tripped over his stick into the butt of his own stick into his eye or something like that. It's possible. Because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if what's wrong, but he's apparently out of the lineup for tomorrow and he did build him up. So. Already, hey? Yeah. That super sucks. And it might be, like, that's what I heard, that there might be, like, concussion concerns. Well, even Todd said he didn't have vision in his one eye. Yeah. So I was like, oh. That's really weird. That's concerning. Um, so, what that means is that the Edmonton Oilers, who are lacking center depth because of reasons <laughs> that I'll never understand, are also now lacking right wing depth for reasons that... We know about. We know about, <laughs> but they shouldn't be. And... So, they're playing Ottawa tomorrow night, and uh, we'll see what happens. What's Ottawa's situation? They, I think, have center and right-wing depth. <laughs> so, What's the record so far? I don't know. I haven't paid enough oh. attention. Um, I'm not sure. But anyway, I gotta write the pregame tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Should probably find out. Maybe. Well, it's a game-time decision, as the kids say. Yeah. Well, no, I got some things to do in the afternoon, so I want to have it done before I do those things. So it'll be like a 10 a.m., Mm. quick research like real quick because <laughs> i don't know what's going on um anyway yeah oilers yay yay oilers yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel like everybody just knows now that we're just not oilers fans i am i definitely am i just like it's not at that point anymore where i have to tune into every single game and i read everything about it and it's just like it's, it's fine when it's there yeah like Monday. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. But when they lose, do I care no. that much? Eh. No, I saw some people last night on Twitter, um, before I went before I went Twitter dark about you know how they've had such a bad week and, and the best the thing that'll cure their bad week is an Oilers win and I was sort of like, Really? That's all you got? Mm, Oilers better, Megan. Oilers hashtag better Oilers blank because it's the worst hashtag ever. It's pretty poorly constructed. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst hashtag ever. There's no. there's some pretty bad ones. <laughs> there is. But it's pretty poorly constructed. Like hashtag therapist is a bad hashtag. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
That makes me think of... Because it can be broken up into two words. Uh Uh-huh. That makes me think of uh, Arrested Development. It does, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's just probably constructed. Because Oilers better what? Oilers better win? Yeah. It's it's grammatically poor. It is a sentence fragment. Mm Mm-hmm. And it insults me as a human being. Like, it made more sense when it was Connor's better. Of course. Because there's Connor's a better. Yes. And he's actually better. Yeah, and or Leon's understand. better, or Cam's Validia. better, or yeah. whatever. Taylor's better. I don't know. Any of them, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's a weird hashtag. I don't like it. Um, yeah. Me either. So... Sucks to sucks. <laughs> sucks to sucks. Um, the next thing will be like haters <laughs> hashtag um not at all right no we're not yeah, haters. we're fine we're, we're good we're fine um so we got a thing we got a thing uh i was just full of rage you 100 percent earlier were. this week it's lessened a little bit over time because today at work was also just a gong show yes uh for reasons that i'm not gonna get into but it was just a shit show so you know, those sort of, like, immediate concerns were... Dispelled, in a way. Yes, and so I'm not really paying as much attention. But, rage fire. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I forget what the originating instance was. Uh, white men. <laughs> just, like, in general. Well, we need a specific angle of um, discussion. Okay, so, uh, earlier this week, it was revealed that um, Harvey Weinstein... The sort of esteemed Hollywood producer um, and the head of Miramax and the Weinstein Company uh, was and has been um, sexually assaulting women for decades. Mm-hmm. And his when it was this expose was released, I believe in the New Yorker, possibly the New York Times, I can't remember. Um, his reaction to it was like, "Well, I grew up in the '60s and '70s, and like culture was different then." It was sort of his first justification. Um, yeah. Continue, because and, yeah, because you're that's, that's too wide open for me. Yeah, so <laughs> so he was found out to be um, a sexual predator, and it was a very open secret. And so you have actresses, lots of actresses, who sort of came out and said that yes, this you know same things have happened to me. And some people didn't name names because, of course, they're still afraid for their careers, and you know, and that that's an issue kind of separate almost yeah. from that. Um, but Meryl Streep came out and said, like, you know, how absolutely disgusting his behavior was, and people were dragging her for not having done anything about it before, and I was like, yeah, but she's Meryl Streep, like, she maybe didn't legitimately know, mm-hmm. because she wasn't going to be intimidated the same way that, like, a 21-year-old yeah. trying to break into the business is going to be intimidated, right? And so, anyway, so there's just this whole thing, and there's just all this discourse and dialogue about, you know these men in positions of power mm-hmm. using that power and authority to intimidate and abuse women. And it's just, I was just so fucking mad. So angry. hundred percent. I agree. Uh, um, and it, I was actually thinking about this last night and I don't know if you remember, but when Jennifer Lawrence won her Oscar for whatever it was, she won the Oscar for Who, Harvey, whoever you had to kill to make this happen. Yes. I still remember that. Um, that's just in my brain. But she, I didn't read if that I recently. remember, and I don't know if it was that year or whatever, but there was a point, one of the awards that she won, and I might have been the Oscar, it might have been. Or was that one. the Globe? That might have been the Globe. Might have been the Globe. I think the Oscar. I think she forgot to thank him, mm-hmm. and then there was like a statement the next day. Oh. Thanking him, you know, it's like I can't believe I forgot this. You know, all this emotion, whatever, whatever. But now, in light of everything that I've heard this week, I wonder if that was like a coercion rather than a. 
Or a purposefully left out, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I just, that was my, I was just so mad and like, the internet was making me angry because it was all like, well, maybe these women shouldn't fraternize with men out of work and then men won't assault them. I'm like, or maybe. Men just shouldn't just assault women. don't assault women. No, I know what made you mad. What made you mad was the idea that once someone has a daughter, then they understand. Yeah. What it's like. Yeah. Or then they have, they have a, a, Empathy. a point of reference for like how awful that kind of behavior is. And I was like, so it takes you having a girl in your life to recognize that women are people? Mm-hmm. What about your sister? What about your mom? What about your mom? Why does what it have to your be your wife? daughter? Um, and I got some responses to that when I said something on Twitter about it. And, you know, someone someone commented that now that he has kids, he's a lot more acutely aware of some of the things that can, like, befall, you know, your children and things that you, you want to protect them from. And I was like, yeah, sure, fair. But to say that, like... Now you have a daughter. Now that you have a daughter, you're much more aware of something. Is just It kind of delegitimizes, like, half of the population mm-hmm. when it comes to those things. And, like, I mean, these are things that women live in fear of. 100%. All the time. Mm-hmm. And to say that, oh, I didn't know that this was an issue, but now that I have a daughter, I'm aware that it's an issue, is really kind of offensive. And by kind of, I mean a lot. Because guaranteed a woman has tried to tell you before and you haven't listened. Yeah. Like, I, you know. Yeah. I just don't even know where to start with this. It makes me so angry. I had a boss once who um, would use his stature to try and intimidate people. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was only about two inches taller than me. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I would have to go and engage with him, he would always make sure to stand. I know it was, I never was allowed to sit. He would always like direct it so that he would be standing so he could try and like get into my physical space and intimidate me that way because he wasn't as smart as I was. And so. So what in every single in interaction? every single interaction I ever had with him, I would I was never able to sit down because like, he would like block a place for me to sit oh yeah because that was his way of domination domination because he couldn't do it through speech or intellect because he did not have the capabilities um and i know people that have also worked for the same boss who said the same thing um or that you know the he would they would sit in like the chair in his office and he would sit on his desk rather than behind the desk so to be taller, above. Yeah, yeah, and those kind of things. And that's just, like, a small, like, that's just a, that's ultimately a microaggression. Like, it's not something that you really think about. And it's about. not overtly sexual. Either. No, but it, there was definitely yeah. an attempt at intimidation to, like, yeah. Because I, and I asked someone, another coworker about it, um, a male coworker, if he did that. And he's like, no, we just, like, pal around, you know. What? Oh, yeah. So it was only with females. It was only with that. women, yeah. I don't understand. I don't get it either. Like, I don't know. Woke males out there. Why? Why? Can you explain this to us? Cause like, all actually we, explain it. Because all we have is our own experience of constant fear. Mm-hmm. Like, constant fear. All yeah. the time when I'm walking, even alone to my car, even at the school that I'm at, if it's after hours or before hours, like, I'm always constantly aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Acutely. And that sucks. Even in my classroom after hours, are there people in the school who just walk by my door? 
Yeah. My door is open. Is there anyone else in my hallway right now? I know there's a camera at that end and a camera at that end. But if they come in here, how do I get out? I've had these thoughts before. And that's not your place of work. With people that, colleagues that I trust yeah. and respect. Yeah. And yet I still, I still know like a potential escape route. Yeah. In nearly any room in that school. And I wonder if you were to ask some of your male colleagues if they would have the same knowledge of an escape route or if they would think that you were talking about like the emergency exit in case of a fire. Oh, yeah. Because we had one of those today and it's not the same, let me tell you. No? No. Yeah, it's just the whole conversation about all of it is just infuriating to me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, like you said, I think women have been trying to tell men for years and years and years that this is what has happened. Mm -hmm. And they just don't want to listen. But then all of a sudden they have a daughter. So it's like, oh, I should pay attention now. Um, But like, I don't know. You should pay attention to us because we're also human beings. Yeah, in the way that we pay attention to you Mm -hmm. because you are human beings and because you force us to pay attention because you won't fucking shut up. Yeah. Um, And like, this is maybe an appropriate time for like the not all men disclaimer because clearly it's not. Um, I'm married to a man. (laughs) What? Did you know this? I just thought he was a doctor. (laughs) But like, it's clearly... Wait, you can be both? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good segue. Um, But (laughs) but like, it's it's not, it's not all men. And and we know this. And so we don't, we're not painting. No, but what what is universal is a woman's fear of that. Yes. Because it's enough. Yeah. That we walk around like I do at night with, I've got my car keys between my fingers. Yeah. You know? Like, that's insane. These are, like, yeah. tiny things that we do just in case. Just or in case. we call people while we're walking somewhere. So or text you, people. When you unlock your I'm car, going. when you unlock your car, when you leave work at night, do yeah. you just unlock your driver's door? And yeah. Then, so you don't hit, you make sure you not to hit the button twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, me too. And I don't do it unless I'm, like, a foot away. Yeah. And, and I stay quick. inside as long as I can. Yeah. Till I can get there. And just try to be lit the whole time. And that's in my school. Yeah. Like in like and in a pretty safe oh, neighborhood. Well, like it's pretty okay. On the on inside, that side, it's yeah. not that good. But we actually had a break in the other day. But immediately like coming out of your school over like it's not in a yeah, terrible front side. Right? But, yeah. 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 But this is Yeah. This is what it is, you know, and and um, this is a little bit of a segue, but I had a humorous conversation with a teacher this week who I work with, who um, has a uh, a family friend. Their like son goes to the school that I work at, and they were like talking about I don't know teachers that they have or whatever. And this other teacher was just you know jibing him and just being like, oh, so who's the hot teacher? Whatever. And they said my name. Is it you? Of course it's you. And That's I was just amazing. Like, Son of a bitch. Because so much of my school life. I try to be in my dress as, like, asexual as possible. Yeah. Like, it's very, very purposeful. Yeah. But that's also, I think, partially because you look like you could still be in high school. Yeah. And so there's, like, you ha- there for you, I think, maybe the concern is more, like, you have to. There's, like, this professionalism. Yeah. You know, surface. Um, But still, like, even just knowing that, that really bothered me because I'm like, I failed in some way now. No, probably not. Because if, I don't know. No, probably not. We went to that football game, right? You were, we were at that <laughs> football game. You were, like, bundled up in a coat and, like, whatever. 
pounds of potatoes. And, and a, a former student of mine who played football at the university um, asked me after Kelsey left if she was married. And I was like, yeah, to the team doctor. And he was like, oh. <laughs> but, like, you know, there, there was nothing that you did to, like, invite that kind of attention. It just... Just he, has, he has eyes, like you know, whatever it is, what it is. I know, and it, like every time anyone th- that does not happen for me often. I'm just like, when that happens, I hate it. But like, <laughs> that's really uncomfortable. Um, so yeah. especially in your place of work. Yeah, that's fair for sure, for sure. Um, and that's why you have those escape routes, those those plans, those purposeful attitudes and behaviors, and yeah, just in case. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it super, super sucks. At our school, when you leave the parking lot, there's, like, seven cameras out in the parking lot. And then there's cameras. We have, I think we probably have more cameras than you do at your school. Yeah, um, you do. And part of that's just neighborhood, and part of that's just, you know. Uh, we have a climate at school where, like, strangers are noticed right away. Yeah. It's very easy to tell who they are. And then the cameras pick all that up. Um, so in my hallway, I think there's two. And then we go to the corner, there's, like... Four more, right? Because you got so, those stairs right near you in the atrium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're never not seen. Mm-hmm. But, unless you're in your room. Unless you're in your classroom. But if, like, today I left it, I mean, actually I didn't leave all that late. It was, like, five-ish, mm-hmm. maybe. But, like, there's been nights where I've been at work till 8 or 8.30. And so when I go and leave, like, I'll go to the parking lot. Um, and I'll make sure that I go out the door, that, the parking lot door that's closest to where my car is. But I still have to, like, go around the shop. Yeah. Either side to get there. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, I wish my... And it's dark out there in the that door. parking yeah. lot. You guys don't have lights, do you? There's a couple on the building. But it's it. on the building side, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, it is. it is, And you kind of pay attention to, like... Your environment. Your environment, yeah. yeah which is unfortunate. And I, I wonder... I, I've, I often wonder this. Like, do the men that I work with think of those same things when they stay late at work? I don't think so. Because probably not. They probably don't think about it from that perspective that we do. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like this big, this bigger conversation, I guess, about like, like rape culture and whatever. And so like, I don't know if you saw the other day, yesterday, maybe, um, everybody found out that Jason Momoa made a joke about how great being on Game of Thrones was. No. Cause he got to rape all these beautiful women. And it was like Comic Con from 2011. Mm. And I'd seen that clip like five years ago cause it's from 2011. So like all of the outrage that he just said it, like check the dates down first of all. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he since apologized for it, too, like, when it happened, and all of a sudden it, like, resurfaced. And I remember hearing it back then, and I'm like, oh, that's such a gross thing to say. Um, and I'm sure he didn't mean it the way that people took it. Like, I I've, like I feel like I know what he was sort of getting at. Like, mm-hmm. got to be naked with all these beautiful women. Like, what's bad about this job, And, like, right? play sex, Yeah, and, like, that, there's nothing wrong with that. It's but, part like, of his job. Yeah. And he's a beautiful man, so, like, whatever. But it, the watching the reaction to that yesterday when people were just like, oh, not Jason Momoa, too. And I was just like, you know, I feel like we're going to have to accept at some point in time that pretty much everybody is going to have one of those moments in their life mm-hmm. where you, like, you feel like you can admire them for something and then they just fuck it up. Somehow. Yeah. Well, and not that it excuses the behavior and, like, whatever, but you have to not get outraged every single time it happens. Because, like, how do you... But I think there's varying degrees of the seriousness of that, right? Like, yeah. And that always comes back to this discussion of works of, you know, art by people like Woody Allen or people like Polanski. Yeah. Like, 
What like, do you do with those works? Do you valuable, value them? Do you separate art from artist? Roman Polanski directed The Pianist. I know. Which is gorgeous. I'm, I'm watching his version of Macbeth with my cats. Um, which is my favorite joke to play on them. The Playboy, the Playboy thing. production. Yeah. But yeah, like, and there's there's things about it, absolutely. But he's also a rapist, allegedly, yeah. right? Like... Not just a rapist, a child rapist. Yeah, and so like, how do you hashtag therapist? How do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you separate that, right? And like, I don't know. That's hard. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Like, I guess I'd ask a fan of Patrick Kane's how they do it. I think they just ignore it. But how can you? I think it's easier for I think it's easier for a guy to do. But like if if I had like a someone that I admired had sexually assaulted women, I would be like you're nothing to me now. Mm-hmm. Because those are my sisters. Mm-hmm. You know? And how like how could I continue to support you and like I don't This is, this is the thing about the athletes that I love that like gets in my brain every once in a while and I'm just like I'm just gonna ride this until I find out otherwise yeah because like at some point in time I feel like you know I feel like Clay Matthews is probably the safe bet in all because he got a secret marriage and a secret baby didn't yeah he? two babies now two babies two babies yeah. oh that's adorable um but yeah like I feel like of all of the athletes that I really like he's probably the safest bet yeah. Just because you don't know anything about his life, but it, you've never heard anything bad. Or Aaron Rodgers either. I don't think there's been much. He's just got the family stuff. So He's just got the family show. stuff, but whatever. People have family stuff. But like, that's the thing that I think... I'm on board for his family stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing that I think about is like, because I, I watch them do their thing and I'm like, yeah, 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 you're so good. But like, there's that little thing in the back of my head that's just like, oh, when am I going to find out that you're also a scumbag? I know. And I hate that. I know. I just want to sometimes watch the sports and not think about the thing she says she's staring at the <laughs> hockey game and also the baseball game oh no anyway. what's the score now oh it's two nothing houston oh. um <laughs> it's almost good things happening um but yeah it's just like it's just ah and so i was just really i was so mad this week about that so i wrote a piece um on my other site about like you know being a teacher and a writer and a photographer and all these other things that i do but then like also being a daughter mm-hmm. and what that means like I'm super lucky that like my dad I don't I mean we, we don't really talk about stuff like this very often my dad and I like we don't have cause to but like I know that he values what I do mm-hmm. because I'm a person yeah and not just his daughter yeah you know and so I know that like and so maybe that's one of the reasons why for me it's really hard to understand why um why other people don't recognize that until yeah. it's their daughter, right? I got because yeah, my my dad and I have a pretty good relationship, but he values the things that I've done as a professional and an academic and whatever, mm-hmm. as well as, but not even as well as being his daughter because I'm just his kid. Like it's not a yeah right, and so I so it's I not this, like there's a prioritization of those things. No, I'm yeah. I'm his kid and. That means all of these things. And not, whatever else it I means want to in add addition to. to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like let's be real here. I'm not like I'm not like a daddy's little girl kind of daughter. And I never have been, right? And maybe that's also part of it. Right. You know? I don't know. 
that that made me really ragey this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when things like this happen, I don't know about you, but I always find that I like listen more carefully to what people say. And then when I'm already like head up and mad about something, I get more angry because I'm just like, God damn it, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really it's really hard to navigate those things. Especially because you're absolutely right. How many times do we continue to be outraged by things and yet when oh shit is it over yeah fuck um we can turn it off now um (laughs) and yet there's like where's the change it's not right so it's like now that's the futility of it well do you remember the mel gibson thing the mel gibson thing yeah and then he made some more movies you know and he's got lots of money and it was forgotten, and then he made Hacksaw Ridge, which was not very good, by the way, but everyone thought it was great, and so got all these Oscar nominations, and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Remember he's a, remember he's a Jew hater? Yeah. But no, it doesn't matter anymore. And I read a thing today about how Harvey Weinstein, and how, like, maybe it doesn't matter. He, he can take a break, it could be years long, but he'll be back. Because he works in a in an industry that forgives transgressions over and over and over and over again. If you're going to guarantee money, they don't care. Yeah. But, like, is, is like, I don't want to say, I don't know, is, like, predatorial assault a transgression? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but, no, 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 but do you know what I mean? Like, is it a transgression or is it, like, a little bit more of a, an issue than just, like, a one-time thing? Which then begs the question, at what point do we get upset about these things? Like, what if you find out that he had just done it one time? It's still wrong. Of course it is. But are people as mad about it in general if it's just one time versus multiple times over a length of time? Right? I think, okay, well, this is my opinion. I think a singular time reflects on an individual. Okay. Multiple instances over time reflect a system. Okay. I agree. And the system's worse. Than the individual in my mind. The individual could be anybody. It could be Jerry fucking Bruckheimer. Mm-hmm. It could be Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It literally replaced that man with any other man. Mm-hmm. It could be any of them. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It reflects a system. Yeah. And a system and that And a system people... suppressive and... Yeah. Well, I mean, think about, like... Makes money off taking advantage of vulnerable people. Think about the fact that, like, there's porn made about casting coaches. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that exists. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you think about, like, that's that's insane that that's a thing. But there's an absolutely reason that that trope exists in pornography because it exists. It has to reflect. Because pornography is a parody of society. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, if that's the case, right, and we're, we're having this, like, this discussion about the systemic violence attitude and and, and against a group of people like it's awful Mm -hmm. and i can't imagine people i mean i can though and this is the thing like i can't imagine um working in an environment save for the one time that one period of time anyway where i had that kind of antagonistic relationship with my boss right um i know now where i'm at in my career now if that were to happen that I would not allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. But when I was 24, 25, trying to get a contract, yeah. right? That makes a difference. Um, but, like, 
I, I, I can imagine and I understand why women in that industry especially, like, don't say anything. Oh, and I, I can totally understand the warning others. Just be, like, behind Yeah, you know, but never stars. actually saying anything. Because they have say. so much... And yeah, and what are they... They can't change anything. No. He's one of the most powerful people in Hollywood. Yeah. He could crush your career. But, like, when you look now, right, at what's going on in the States with the administration Mm -hmm. like the president of the united states there's a video of him saying that he because he was famous he couldn't sexually he could sexually assault people and they'd never do anything that's crazy Uh but the culture that allows that to happen allows this like open secrets yeah and i remember when um the jangomeshi business was revealed I was not surprised at all because mm. I have a friend who works um, in Toronto in and around media and I'd heard some things from her. Really? Um, just n- And nothing like, nothing really overly bad, but just, you know, kind of would give you, give you the heebie-jeebies um, if you were part of that, in that part of that situation, right? And, uh, when that information was released, I was just like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it wasn't surprising to me at all. That it was... And I, I remember reading stuff on Twitter, and people who are, like, connected in, like, the media industry or whatever in Toronto were just like, oh, yeah, everybody knew. And I was just like, if everybody knew, how come no one said anything? And that's what makes me so angry, because it's like, you could have protected women yeah. who didn't know, right? And yet, there's that willful, willful silence. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like... Which apparently brings us to how Twitter silence is not an effective form of protest. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so then Rose McGowan, she's an actress, she uh, got her Twitter account suspended in the wake of all this Weinstein business because she apparently posted a phone number, um, like a private phone number mm. on her Twitter. And that is against her terms of service, so they, you know, whatever, fine. Although, like, I've seen people try and dox, like, people like Julie DeCaro and whatever with, like, yeah. their own private phone number, so whatever, Twitter. Like, apply your rules evenly or don't apply them at all. Uh-huh. Um, and then last night I saw somebody had tweeted out that they were gonna go silent today on Twitter for like a 24 hour period to sort of, you know, stand in solidarity, stand in solidarity yeah. with people who, um, have been forced to be quiet. Yeah. Um, and, then and I that's saw, what it's about. Yeah. The message is still there. Yeah. Do people not get that? Like, have you never, have you never experienced the quiet rage of a woman scorned? Oh boy. Over like, you know. The loud, bombastic rage. Mm-hmm. I'm much more terrified, even now as a 34 year old, of my mother when she's quietly seething. Than oh, and even when I'm just like staring at my kids, just not saying a single word, but just like they know, they know, and they just like, Ooh, yeah. Hey. I know. I don't get mad at my kids very often, but when I do, like, you don't gotta be loud. Oh no, you gotta be very quiet. And so, yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand why, I don't understand why people, but anyway, so so I saw some people on Twitter last night who were just like, well, I'm going to go on Twitter tomorrow, like, women that I follow on Twitter, they're like, I'm going to go on Twitter tomorrow and just keep talking like I always do, because being silent isn't an effective form of protest, and I'm like, I kind of think it is, Um, especially when it's visible, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, like, stayed off Twitter, like, off the public timeline today, I got some DMs from people for, like, some unrelated work stuff or whatever, and um, somebody commented that, like, his timeline was really quiet mm-hmm. because a whole bunch of 
um, a whole bunch of women that he follows, and some men too, decided to just like stay off for the day. Yeah. Um, and he said it was very, it was like almost eerie in a way, like noticeably silent. And I was like, hey, well, that's the point. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, you know, silencing the voice. No. Sometimes saying the same thing over and over and over again isn't effective. It doesn't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So just stop talking. And maybe they'll eventually listen. Like your kids do that, right? If you just stop talking and wait, mm-hmm. eventually they get quiet. They clue in. I love that, like, peer pressure. She's waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it's, I was just, a whole bunch of things on online that made me just so mad. It was a shit show of a week. It, it truly really was. was. It really was. Like, even though it was a short week, God, it felt doubly long. Yeah. It was real bad. Like, Tuesday was a Monday and also a Tuesday, but then Wednesday kind of felt like a Monday. Like, it was just <sighs> dumb. And Thursday was Monday, and yeah. today was Monday. <laughs> today was 189% a Monday. Um, and then, like, the only thing this week that maybe gave me a little bit of joy, but, like, also not at all, was, like, when the Penguins actually went to the White House and seeing how people reacted to the, like, awkward <laughs> situation. Yeah, I refuse to look at any of the photos or anything. Oh, some of the photos are amazing. There's, there's a team photo there that, like, literally every person... The look on their face, like, including Melania Trump, everybody is like, why the fuck am I here? I heard Phil loved it, though. I don't know if Phil really did love it. I heard he shaked his hand he, real heartily. He did. He did. Um, but I feel like so, I feel like sometimes... I feel like that's... Like, I'm not surprised. I'm not either, but I also feel like sometimes you kind of... Some, somebody's got to take one for the team. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think that's giving Phil a little bit of credit. I, well, I like Phil, and I want to give him some credit, you know? I do, too. But there's this one, like, this one picture while Trump was talking, and, like, and it looks like Sid's holding in a fart, and, like, <laughs> like he's just got that expression, and Justin Schultz looks like he ate something really bad, and, like, Matt Murray is just not having any of it. Like, it's just, it is unbelievable to me. And all the Swedish guys are just looking at him like, what the fuck are we doing here? And didn't... And Mike Sullivan, the American coach, is like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> like, you can just see... And I was just like... Then why? I'm so glad that you're so uncomfortable with being there, but why are you fucking there? Like, why didn't you Was just it the owner? Is it legit the owner? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I also believe, like, I know Crosby made a comment and people got mad at him that he was just like... You know, in his when he grew up, that he doesn't. Yeah, fuck you, Crosby. You're a white man from Nova Scotia. Well, and that's and that, but that's exactly the point. And you I was come from like, privilege. I was like, your hockey and your situation. And then you went to ones. Minnesota to prep school. Yeah. To play hockey, and then you went and played in the queue, and now you're like the superstar. Like you know, and so I understand yeah. why when you were growing up, you probably didn't notice it. Because why would you? But you're also thirty years old, and how do you not notice it now? Because. It- in his June, like, as a rookie, he lived at Mario Lemieux's, like, compound. That's true. Like, he's 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 the epitome of shelter. Yeah, I know. He plays on a team called the Penguins, Megan. <laughs> Does that have to do with anything? Just, it's a part of it. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose they see things in black and white. I don't know where you're going with this. But anyway, no, it's just... But it was just, it was really funny, like, and watching people on Twitter react to the Penguins being at the White House was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and some people were like, no, you can't forgive them for going, because it's, and I was just like, maybe they'll have learned. Like, you know, maybe, like, this was the learning opportunity. Some people and, gotta figure their shit out. And we wish that it had come maybe when they weren't 30 years old, but maybe they've learned, you oh know? Oh, God, Sid is 30, isn't he? He is. That means I'm real close to 30. Oh, whatever. I'm gonna be 35. Just deal with it. Um, 
Anyway, but like, so it was just, it was just really funny to watch that reaction. And I was like, it, but then there's other people and I just don't understand that we've talked about this before being outraged all the time. Yeah. Like this week I was just like a rage monster. I was just going to flip tables left, right and center. I know. Um, but I'm not usually like that. And it's like, it's exhausting. It's so like last night I was just like, I allowed Riverdale to let my mind go there for an hour. Was it worth it? I think it was, yeah. Okay, we'll talk we'll about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> but God, it sucks that I can only get an hour of that refuge. I know. I know it's just it's so shitty right now. Everything's shitty. Well, I was out on Tuesday night with a friend of mine, um, and we went we were we went to stay in Maine and we were just having dinner, you know, hadn't seen her in a long time and that was the day that the Penguins went to the White House. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump was on fucking Sports Center because the Penguins went to the White House. And I was like, I just want to watch the sports. I just, I don't care about the goddamn president today. I don't even care if he starts a fucking war today. I just want to watch fucking hockey. I know. And then here's stupid, punchable Donald Trump face all over Sports Center. Um, and then they go to like the, that was the, the same night as Vegas's home opener. And that was all great. It was it's super very, cool stuff. Yeah. They did some really neat things, um, which we'll also talk about that thing because I think that's what we're talking about. But, like, then they, in their first intermission, they cut to the fucking penguins at the White House and Donald Trump, and I was just like, I just, ah! I know. And Every... what's been really great about the baseball is that there's been no Donald Trump talk. I know. It's just baseball. It's just baseball. And it's wonderful. That's why, like, basketball isn't even, isn't even a refuge, though, because oh, they're be. very political. It, it, then this season, for sure, it won't be. But even, like, at school, I rarely check my phone because I'm so busy from... 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. But the teacher across the hall from me teaches social, and like for the first 20 minutes of every class, he does like a current events roundup, and all I fucking hear is Donald Trump speeches every day, and I just close my door. Mm-hmm. Just like <laughs> I like to show Seth Meyers because at least he's funny about it. Yeah, but like because I can't just do the. Sometimes Trump will say something really great, and I'll be like, "Here's a 30 second clip of something dumb that he said. Don't ever hand in an essay that sounds like this." <laughs> That, that's my that's like my teaching. It's like let's not even deal with the fact that he's gonna start a war. Let's just be like, that's not an argument. You know how we talked about voice? You don't want this voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh god no. Um but yeah, like I just I don't uh this, somebody said yesterday, I think Ryan Lambert retweeted it and it was about how like the volcanoes in Yellowstone or the volcano in Yellowstone is gonna like erupt and Oh god, thank god. Right? And I was just like, <laughs> Oh, it could be worse and then I was joking about it with the guys at work and I was like, Yeah, but the unrelenting horror of the world would be stopped. Because we are the problem, clearly. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I just need this. And the over. animals can retake the planet. Like, yeah. Like it was intended to be. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But I was just, I, 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 yeah, it's just this weird, weird time. I know. And and the conversation that I've been getting into with people is like, well, Hillary Clinton would have been a bad president. And I was like, you know what? She might have been a bad president, but I can almost assure you that she wouldn't have been picking fights with the NFL and the NBA. Nope. And people would have gone, and the Penguins would have gone to the White House. And yes, it was an inherently political act because they're going to meet a head of state. And anytime you meet a head of state, it's a political thing, whether you think it is or not. Because they're associating themselves. And maybe it's not a political act on your part, but it's a political act on their their part. part, So they're using you for a PR act. Yeah, it's inherently political. So just like get over yourselves. But like, I feel like if they had gone to meet her at the White House, it would have been super awkward in all of the ways. Because she's not a sportsy person. No. But that's fine. But. Neither was W. No, but people wouldn't have, like, had the same visceral reaction to it because they're not also worried that at the same time as, you know, the sports team meeting the president, that there's also going to be, you know, some kind of global crisis 
or pulling the United States out of UNESCO, apparently. Or, like, all of these Out of UNESCO? Yeah. What's wrong with UNESCO? Oh, apparently there's a site that they designated as a Palestinian site instead of an Israeli site. I just stopped reading. I was like, I don't even care right now. Uh, I should care, but I just can't because it's too much. I just, it, I, we're reading Lord of the Flies. Simon's right. What if it's us? Oh, that was the other thing. That's the other thing that made me angry this week. About <laughs> oh, Lord the, the women Flies. Lord of the Flies? Yeah. Written and, by two men? And, and, and William Golding, who, like, wrote in his memoir that he, like, attempted to rape this girl, but she, like, wasn't having any of it. And he did it badly. And he did it badly. And I was just like, who, hey, who writes you. that down? And I was like, now your whole book makes sense to me. No wonder there's no women. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I hate that book so much. I can't even believe you're teaching that, it. I know I hate it. I'm never doing it again. Oh. Gatsby's so much better. But all the staff hate Gatsby and they love Lord of the Flies. And I'm like, oh, this book is infinitely not teachable. It sucks. I know. It's awful. It's super bad. But like, yeah. So reading about that, like, I was just like, what else? What other fucking thing am I going to find out this week? That's what it's like all the time. I know. And so, like, was I surprised when I heard about Harvey Weinstein? No, because I'd heard things about it before. Like, just yeah. in, you know, like, an allusion to something. And Seth MacFarlane hosted the Oscars or something at one point, and he made a joke about it. Because he knew. Because he knew. his friend was one who was so And open. people, did, it, the joke didn't land. And now he's like, now you know now you know why I made the joke. And I was like, oh my god. We don't want Seth MacFarlane to be a hero, you guys. No, but also, like, <laughs> no but, but also he was trying to do a thing. Yeah. And nobody, He's trying to be an ally. And nobody nobody listened. Yeah. Somebody so so somebody told him and he told other people, but nobody listened. Yeah. Um It's all shitty. It is. But it's just so hard, like being outraged all the time. Yep. So how do we how do we not be outraged? What do we do? I don't know. Cause when you've got politics and sports, you watch Outlander. That's how you do it. Boom! That's what we're going to talk about now, because it's so good! Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> I was at my sister's house. Spoilers for the next while. <laughs> Just sorry. 100%. I was at my sister's house. It was Sunday night. I had come from a Thanksgiving dinner at my father-in-law's house. And my sister has no idea what Outlander's about. She's never watched it before. And I pulled a couch up. Five feet from her TV. It's true. In order to watch it she from there. She put the picture of it up on the... <laughs> just to show, like, how close you I don't were. know if I kept it. I have it. Still do you have it? Yeah. And, um, I made everybody shut up when people were talking, <laughs> including Brittany's husband. I was like, Ben, shut up! Trying to watch. Stupid job. It's like my one thing. It's my one fucking thing. Just let me have it. And it was a wild, emotional ride. It was. Start to finish, Megan. Okay, so, season three. <laughs> season three is, like, 20 years after season one. Yes. Or book three, book one, whatever. Um, and so, Claire's husband in the present, in the 60s, has died. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably, rightfully so. Because he was kind of the worst. I know. You made me defend him last time. And you I'm know what? still... There's things that he did that were okay. There's things that he did that were not okay. And there's things that he did that were super scummy. But there were some things that he did, and all of them had to do with, like, being a father to Brianna. Yes. And so, like... And, until, until the end. Until, yes. When he wanted to take her away from right. Claire. Um, but, like, to, to knowingly father, like, be a father to another man's child, 
and know that your wife, like, will never love you the way that she loves the father of her child. Yes. Would be really difficult. It would. So he gets a little bit of credit for not being But maybe worst. don't have open affairs and invite your women over to the house while your wife's having a graduation party. Yeah, probably not. No. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, maybe don't do that. So, so Frank dies, and um, Claire meets one of his girlfriends after he's gone and she sees that the girlfriend is all like I was in love with him we were gonna get married and Claire's just shattered by this yeah well and she accuses Claire of being the reason that they didn't yeah and that he was prevented from having happiness Mm -hmm. because of Claire which is 100% not true no no she would have been fine getting a divorce yeah but he wouldn't want that to happen no so, not until Brianna was older. That yeah. That was sort of always the, the argument. So, so he passes away, and so, so Claire has, like, no ties anymore, mm-hmm. really. Like, she's got, I mean, she's got her career. She's a doctor. She's a very, she's a very accomplished surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's made a good ally in Joe Abernathy. Love who she Who she meets in, on her first day of medical school, because he's the only black man in class, and she's the only woman, and so they, they bond. Best friends! Um, <laughs> and they did the thing that I totally forgot about with the bones. Because I totally forgot about I it. I didn't think they were going to do that. I didn't think they were either. Oh. And then they did, and I was like, <gasps> And it wasn't wild, because there's a number of times where it's, like, Claire as witch. Yeah. As if she's got, like, this supernatural connection or yeah. insight or whatever. And she does. She doesn't. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but anyway, so then Claire and, and Brianna have this long, sort of drawn-out conversation mm-hmm. about finding about Claire going back to Scotland to try and find Jamie because Roger has shown up and Roger's the greatest. He comes to tell terrible timing all the time. Oh, the worst time. Um, and he comes to tell Claire that he's found Jamie and he's found mm-hmm. a record of him in like 17, what is it? 65, I think something like that. Something like in that. or 1766 in Edinburgh. So, so she has a point of reference and, um, then she decides that she's going to go back. Yeah. And it's incredible. She makes that snazzy dress out of raincoat. The bat suit is what they apparently called it on set because it has like all the pockets and whatever. It's um, amazing, and it was so funny watching it because um, <laughs> my brother-in-law Ben was like, "Why is she making it out of a rain suit? Does she travel in time through water?" And then she steps into the puddle, and then they smash cut to her going back in time. And I was like, she doesn't actually travel time through water, I promise. <laughs> oh, I was so ticked, because it made him seem right. Oh. And I was like, you are not That right. was a great cut. Oh. That scene. Great match was, cut usage, man. Oh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She gets in the cab outside her home in Boston, and she's like, deeded the house over to Brianna, and, you know, and Roger's still there to comfort Brianna. Which I was like, yes, 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 more of this, please. <laughs> but anyway, that's for next season, that's apparently. The next season? Well, that's when, like, that's when the, yeah, that's when the good stuff uh, happens. All right, so they're gone for this season now. Hey? Uh, probably would be my guess. That's right. Unless they do some flashback stuff. But anyway, so Brianna and Roger yeah. are, like, standing up in the window and Claire gets in the cab and then she gets out of the cab and, um, and there's this voiceover and she's talking about how when she was a child she used to be sort of Afraid to step on puddles. Afraid to step in puddles because she thought she might go through them. And then 
And then you see her in this cab looking down at the puddle. And then the next time you see it is Claire, like, in 1765 Edinburgh, stepping out of a horse-drawn carriage into a puddle. And it is incredible. It was so beautiful. Like, we've talked about this on Texas. Cinematography in this season is (sighs) astonishing. It's It's so much better than season one and two. Mm -hmm. Like another level it's got it's got these like very sweeping visuals to it which i think are just gorgeous and it adds to and i think the music's better i feel like the the music is a little bit better too um yeah it was never terrible no but i feel like those two things kind of put together well even when you heard like the jamie music come in uh, like when she is looking at the paper and then of course when she steps into edinburgh and i was just like yeah yeah (laughs) So, one of my favorite scenes in the whole book series is, like, the reunion between them. Um, after she finds him again. And we got, like, the first... He's gonna fall in pieces. We got the first, like, little tiny bit of it, um, last, last episode where she finds him because he's now, he's, like, runs a print shop. Mm -hmm. Um. And, like, doing well. That's some sizable real estate he's holding down there. So, she finds him and she like walks up to the stairs and into the shop and she like traces the letters of his name. Mm. He's using his like middle names, two of his middle names. And then she goes two in. Two of the seven. Um and the, there's this the bell, right? And then he he hears the bell and so he starts talking to her as if she's like Jordy, oh, somebody, Jordy, dude. Yeah, somebody who, works, who works with him and doesn't turn around, doesn't turn around and she just she hears his voice and the look on her face is just spectacular. It's, it's just so good. it's it's a combination of just Utter ecstasy mm-hmm. and shock at the same time. Yes. Oh, it was beautiful. And then she goes and he's like downstairs and she can look o- look over where he is and she she goes and and looks at him and he's still talking and then he turns around mm-hmm. and she says, "No, it's me, Claire." And and then he faints <laughs> because he and in the book he does too and it's amazing, <laughs> like it's incredible. Uh, I remember in the book, does he like sit in an ink pot? Yeah, and, and he, he, he pissed himself. Yeah, he feels like he pissed himself. I think it's the ale pot. It's ale pot. It's ale pot. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And 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 he says that too that he that he thinks he pissed himself, um, and then he realizes that he hasn't, and that she's real and not and a ghost. that she's real and not a ghost. And it's just oh god, and I can't. I can't wait. wait for I was like, I texted Kelsey at one point in time. I was like, I've been low key crying for an hour. Like I started tearing up like at the the previous. I wasn't, but I was doing the classic this and then hyperventilating and my sister who had never seen this show before knows nothing about it cried the whole time (laughs) (laughs) i understand she's like i don't even know what's happening (laughs) but i'm really emotional yeah it was very emotional it was super emotional Mm -hmm. i loved it it was so exciting Mm -hmm. so that reunion next week is gonna be really good and i was we were exactly right episode six yeah that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm excited. I did text Kelsey, and I was like, just wait, they're going to fade to fucking black, aren't they? Those motherfuckers. I was so mad that I wasn't going to get to see his reaction His reaction to her. I would have been fine with that. That's what I would have, yeah. like, actually expected, and it would have made the build-up even worse. I know. And now we have to wait two weeks. So oh, it's not on sh- Sunday. It's on on the right. 22nd. And I, so I was talking to Reva about it, and I, I said to her, I was like, well, I mean, The Walking Dead's going to make me really angry that night, so this will be, like, a nice <laughs> balm for the soul. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> oh god, I can't uh, wait. Oh, so good. It it honestly it blows my mind how great this season is. I know. Cause season one, real season good. Season was was Raven. I talked about this the other night too. Cause it was hard to yeah. be able to talk about it. It was everything that we wanted it to be. Yeah. With the exception of they didn't spend enough time focusing on his broken hand. 
Yeah, we talked about that. And they didn't spend, they didn't do the scene in, like, the hot spring, which yes. is, like, A plus great. Yes. Where Jamie finds out that Claire's pregnant for the first time. Yeah. Season two, real bad. In comparison, yes. In comparison. Yes. Season three. Real good. Another level real good. I feel a lot like, this is what happened with Friday Night Lights. Season one was really good. Mm-hmm. Season two had a really dumb plot line. Yeah. But, and then it didn't finish because of the writer's strike, and so the whole thing sucked. And then season three, it, it just did. It was just so stupid. And then season three was like, boop, and it was like right almost on par with one. Because mm-hmm. one was like perfect. I still think this is better. I think it is too. But it's that same kind of... But and I so think... And Friday Night Lights then just kept going up and up and up. So yeah. I feel like... But even thinking back to season one, what episode number was the wedding? Seven. So it's exactly in the middle. Yeah. No, there was only ten, wasn't there? In I 10, there 12. Oh, maybe. Oh, no, there was like 16 maybe. There might have been 16 in one. I'm asking. Let's look it up. Um, yeah, it was kind of right in the middle, and this is right in the middle, because there's probably 13 this time around, right? And we saw that promo picture. We sure screen. did on the Instagrams. I don't know what it is. Oh, God. Um, we now have a uh, Instagram group message with Reba, <laughs> just about Is it still what I named it? Yeah, Outlandish okay. for Jamie, <laughs> which is true. It makes no sense. It makes great sense. True. Okay, episode... Yeah, I thought there was... 16. Some... Yeah, so it was... Yeah, right, right in the, the middle. middle. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, number seven. Those bastards. I know. Right in the middle. They're real smart. They are. But I'm hoping that, like, what happens then with this one is that we don't have to deal with, like, fucking Mr. Willoughby and, like... We don't. We already know that. that weird backstory. Just, I don't care. And they're already... Filming season filming four. Filming season four. Oh so that could be... No... And they cast um, Jocasta. I know, and, and it's I Maria love Kennedy. And her. if you don't know who she is, she was um, Catherine of Aragon in The Tudors. And she's also an orphan black, and she's amazing. She's on that incredible. Show. I'm so like, good. I saw that, and I was like, and the dude that they cast, love this show. Stephen Bonnet, apparently is on Downton Abbey, but he looks perfect. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, I hate your face. Yeah. already. Yeah, but you know he's like going to be smarmy and charming. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, he was he was on he was on Downton Abbey. I was informed he was one of the downstairs people on Downton Abbey. I've never watched it. So he's too pretty to be a downstairs people. He was a downstairs person, apparently. They have a really good way of like <laughs> uglying down the people in the downstairs. Yeah, that when you like see the downstairs people at like the Emmys, you're like, "Damn, Miss Rocket, you look good." <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you like this before. Um. But yeah, so that that's Outlander's the thing. Fuck. Oh, it was oh. so good. The emotional payoff. Yes, and you know what? Everything that I wanted it to be. I burst into tears when she like said that it was when she said no, it's Claire. I just the look on his. If face. If I would have been here home alone, I would have. Yeah. Like I just burst into tears, and I'm not even ashamed of it. Like I just, I was just no. Why are you so, ashamed of that? So 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 overwhelmed. Yeah, and it like, was perfect. The the good the good stuff's coming next episode, because um, there's just a lot of fucking. I was telling a buddy about this, um, about the show, and I was telling him that the next episode was gonna be a lot of fucking. And he's like, "Oh, really?" And so he downloaded the first episode and watched it. And I was like, I was disappointed. I was like, "Number seven, do it." And he was like, "Oh, like, like of season right? one, yeah, yeah." Just fast forwarded, yeah, episode seven. And yeah. I was like, "Just watch it," and it's totally worth it. And he was like, "Oh, oh yes." I was like, "Right," and I was like, "So more like ninety minutes of that." And we've talked before. I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast about how we really appreciate those scenes because they're done with the female gaze in mind. Oh yes, and that's what makes them so wonderful because it's you. 
It's that lack of gratuitousness focused on the female body. Yeah. Like, and it's such a refreshing. If we want to go back to that, like, go back to the wedding scene or the wedding night. Yeah. Um, just when she tells him to take his shirt off and she, like, explores his body, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's really odd, so that's helpful. But, like, I mean, it is. And for us as an, as audience, like, that's helpful. But the way that she explores his body is fascinating. Because in the book, you don't have that same visual connection. No. Right? You just get to witness her feelings. Yeah. But here you get to see it. And you get to see her feelings as well and, like, yeah. her reaction to it. Um, and then you see her, him sort of do the same thing to her. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, taken aback by how beautiful she is, mm-hmm. which is something that you don't normally see. Right? And Because usually what you see in, like, TV or film or whatever is, like, the comment about how beautiful yeah. she is, where he's just literally breathless. And the best thing is is that he sucks at sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, he uh, learns. Yeah. And gets as one does. Yeah. As one does. But he really sucks at it to start. Yeah. And thinks that, like, you only do it from behind. Because that's how horses do it. <laughs> Which is just really funny. That makes me laugh every time. Because <laughs> I'm imagining, like, him trying to twist her around, like, as it happens. And she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, because she's, of course, we a married woman in, in her timeline. Yeah. Right? She's she's a married woman. And so she's already... She's experienced. She's experienced. Mm-hmm. And there's that scene in the in the book, anyway. And I can't remember if they did it in the show or not. I was very distracted. Um, where he makes some comment about how, or she says, like, she hopes that he doesn't mind that she's not a virgin. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I hope you don't mind that I am. Yeah, they do that in the show. Um, and that, that was really interesting, because usually it's flipped, right? Mm-hmm. Like, usually, and so it's kind of nice to have all of those things. I know. As but many, just, as many rape narratives as there is, Diana, yeah. you win in this respect. She does. And do you know what else? I'm big spoilers for those of you that haven't, I don't care. When Jamie, Roger and Brie? Oh. no, when Jamie gets to see the pictures of Brianna, I know, it's, it's so going excited. to ruin me. I know this could be next week. Yeah, I know, or two weeks. Fuck Cause, you. Cause part of part Fuck of. You well, no, stories. it's only a week. It's a week now because like it's Friday and Sunday. I know, so it's but like, I wanted it in two days. I know, not nine. <laughs> I know. Um, and so, so what they what happens is because Claire makes her bat suit dress and she's got all these pockets, and it's like because she makes it out of a raincoat, I'm assuming it's like waterproof, it's, yeah. which is helpful. But there's, like, zippers and buttons and things that, like, Jamie's not familiar with. So she has to show him how to, like, unzip the zipper because he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, but she also brings with her, wrapped in, like, a plastic bag, pictures of Brianna. Yeah. To show him what his daughter looks like. And And he just, like, yeah. loses it. And it's amazing and I can't wait. I know. Really so, so excited. Good. It's going to be so good. Oh, What's wrong with us? We're just like waiting for our own emotional destruction. Oh, I need it. I'm so like on the tipping point of an emotional breakdown. Yeah. It'll be good timing for me personally. Speaking of which, I haven't read it yet, but I bought John Green's new book, so I'm <gasps> probably going to be just a weeping mess <gasps> sometime. I've heard it's the best one. He's had some weak works, but. I read, okay, so I've read all his books. Mm-hmm. I read um, The Fault in Our Stars. I didn't like Paper Town. Um, I like Paper Towns because I like the traveling parts of it. Mm. Um, I like kind of the notion of that. I read The Fault in Our Stars um, in a night. And was crying by page two? Um, like maybe page seven. Yeah. Um, and I read it, and spoilers for this, I suppose. Um, it's a book and a movie. And a movie. And it's for young adults. And it's for young adults, <laughs> and I don't care, and the movie made me cry as well. Um, and that's the only thing that I maybe will ever like Ansel Gordon. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Because um, he was very good. He was perfect. Um... At the end of the book, when Hazel says whatever it is she says, you know, in her narration back to Gus in the, after the letter that he has written her, 
you forget, you've forgotten all of a sudden that she also has terminal cancer. And she's gonna die. And that she's gonna die too. And it's, when you remember it, it's just so fucking sad all over again. Because she has this, like, great love, and then... Both of them are gone. Both of them are gone. And it's such a different... Because there's a way to do that tragedy that Shakespeare has done, in where it's very, you know, self-punishing, and we can't be together, so I won't die. But they have this great love, and it's taken from them. Yes. And it was, but it was always going to be taken from them. Yeah. And that's the sad part. And it's just so tragic. I also really liked An Abundance of Catherine's because I enjoyed the math that was in it. I oh. thought that was fun. I can't remember that one. I've um, read them, but I, you know, I have the worst memory. But Looking for Alaska was very good, I thought. Is, is this another male? No. Female, Protagonist? Female narrator. Oh, okay. And it's, it's about um, a girl, she's got OCD and other mental health issues. Okay. And it's a very sort of introspective look at John Green's own mental health, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. And I've read a couple of reviews of it. Um, and he did one of his, like, Crash Course videos. He read the first chapter of it, and I listened to him read it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. So then I pre-ordered the book. Oh, cool. Yeah. One of my friends in Saskatoon got a signed one. Me too. Oh, you did yeah, too? Yeah, because I ordered it, like, early enough. That, yeah. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking really looking forward to reading it. So that'll be probably tomorrow night, and I'm just going to be just an absolute mess. Good. I need it. Mm-hmm. I really need it. Bad. I feel like we all do. Like, there's just, like, it's just been so, sh- everybody needs that release right now. Yeah. Yeah. We need to allow ourselves to do that. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes. Because, like, work, so we, I, without going into it, we had a situation at work today mm-hmm. that involved a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a real thing. You can look it up on the news, I'm sure, whatever, I don't care. Um, but we had a situation and it was like, as I was getting to school, so it was before classes started and like, we always prepare for these things like in class, like what do you do in class or the the breaks between class or even at lunchtime, but never, what do you do before school? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like going to meet my student teacher in the office cause it was her first observation day today. And, uh, I told her I'd be there at eight 30 and, uh, it was like 27 minutes after eight and I'm like walking towards the, the door off of the staff parking lot that's closest to the office. And one of the, the teacher that teaches across the hall from me, he opens the gym door. He's like, get in here now, now, now. And I was like, what the fuck? So I go in the gym and there's, you know, maybe 15 kids in there because they're funneling kids through the front door and anyone who's coming in the back door into the gyms. Um, and then a bunch of kids like were over at the mall, which is where they're supposed to go, which is a good thing, right? And so they're there and they're all accounted for and that kind of stuff. But our, you know, school specials were coming in and regular city buses were coming in and they yeah. were rerouting regular buses and all this kind of stuff. So that we made a, a flash decision to, like, let kids in the school because... Otherwise, they're... They're out there. Out and there. Who knows? Yeah. So you're just getting all these kids in and then, you know, you're in the gym and there's no windows in the gym and then they turn the it's lights off. It's very suffocating. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and kids, like, don't want to be off their phones... And it sucks because when they, like, text their parents, their parents are texting them, and, you know, like, so we had to, like, remind all these kids, no, you don't get to be on your phone because we... You create panic. You create panic where maybe panic isn't necessary and all this kind of stuff. Um, And then the lockdown was over about five after nine, so it wasn't long into the day, so the situation was, was resolved, and it was a legitimate thing, so, like, they weren't, it wasn't just a panic. But then we just had to go and teach. Yeah. And it was okay. Like, we weren't, I don't think we were in any, like, imminent danger, now that I know what it was, but, like, that's hard. When you don't know what it was, it's hard to kind of, mm-hmm. like, balance yourself out again. I was lucky, because my kids were drawing pictures today, in, in English. Oh, yeah, one. that's right. So, and so we put some music on, and just kind of, like, you know, had a low-key 
class. And then in period two, we watched Stranger Things with my English tens. Also Loki. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were people, there were kids who had to write tests. There were, you know, there's kids who went on field trips. Mm-hmm. That like, there's just all this stuff happening. And I was just like, man, I really just need 15 minutes to, like, to myself right To decompress, now. yeah. And I didn't get that. And that's what sucks about being, like, the leader in that situation is because you have to be strong for your kids. Yeah. Even if you are going through hell mm-hmm. at that moment. Well, remember the thing at the other school? Yeah. I was not okay. I know. That was hard work. That was real hard. And then I remember texting my dad and be like, hey, this is the thing that happened. You need to tell mom before she turns on the news. Yeah. Because she's going to lose her mind. Like, you need to, need to deal with this for me because I can't talk to her right now. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt the same way today. You know, just like... Well, we even had just a regular fire drill today. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. It's It's jarring. Like, they even tell us at this school, like, what period it's going to happen in and, like, at the start to the end. Well, we don't get any of that. So that's actually really nice mm-hmm. because at least I'm prepped for it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to talk and remind my kids, just heads up, like, we still yeah. have three fire drills left. Yeah. And if you it also happens know... in this room, this is what we do and where we yeah. go. And you also know, like, don't go to the bathroom during that period. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, you gotta yeah. make... But you can make that plan. We don't get that plan, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, everyone was just, like, really... Tense, yeah. Very much so today. Like, all week. This whole week has been very, like, high-key. I I blame Donald Trump. Yeah? Everyone's tense because of him. Yeah? Nobody knows how to feel or what to act or whatever. No. And then all this other stuff happens and there's, like, this, this like, build-up. And they're just yeah. like, you're mad about this and you're upset about this and... Or, you, or, or people are telling you you should be mad about this and upset about yeah. this. And like, but I don't feel I just want to watch some fucking baseball. And it's just like... Remember when we started this, we were talking about Outlander? <laughs> Remember? And we need a release. Remember? And I was just ignoring your like, double entendre on that one. Yeah. Because you know who else needs a release? Claire. Because <laughs> I can't imagine, like, when's the last time her and Frank had sex? Well, she had a sex dream about About Jamie, Jamie. which was great. Yeah. While Frank was right there, which mm-hmm. was amazing. But, like, when's the last time they had sex, do you think? I was actually surprised they didn't put in the scene where he becomes attracted to her when he sees Brianna breastfeeding. Yeah, because in the book that's a very, Because like, that's, like, an emotional connection mm-hmm. for them in that moment. And it's not necessarily Claire and... What's his name? Frank. Frank, thank you. <laughs> I was like, Jack? Nope. <laughs> Jack? Nope. Stop saying Jack. Um, but it's based on her connection to Brie. Yeah. No, it's not based on them together, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. But I was kind of surprised too. Yeah. Because there, yeah, because she has a very emotional response to that as well. Mm-hmm. Because like he appreciates her, her finally as a woman. after yeah the furnace goes out and she yeah. fucks up that dinner yeah and like she's emotionally mm-hmm. isolated and yeah. yeah yeah I was kind of surprised too. I, I don't know if I was looking forward to it, but it was kind of surprising that it wasn't part of it. Yeah, that's in the second book, isn't it? It's in the third book. It's in the third book. It's in the third book. No, I guess it is, yeah. Because you only get sections of their relationship in the third one. It's not as, like, chronological as this show has been. It's, like, those moments, and then later on she finds out about the fairs, and then later on, in between those, like, dissections of Jamie's present and her present, you get him dying after that fight. Right. He had it coming. He had it coming. Yes. He had it coming. 
Oh my god, this is... How are we going to write a synopsis for this? I have no fucking clue, but we haven't talked about Riverdale yet. We haven't talked about Riverdale, so let's do it. Did you watch? Uh, no. Come on. I gave up after Archie fucked his teacher. I was like... Guess who came back this week? Oh no! No, 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 Megan. Guess who died this week? Cheryl Blossom? Mrs. Grundy died. Did she? Uh-huh. How come? Spoilers, Jess? Sorry, I don't know. Well, Jess watched. Okay. So she's good. I saw okay. her tweet. Okay. Um, but I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I didn't respond. Um, that is a lie. <laughs> you know where to find Kelsey on the Twitter. It's really funny uh, because every once in a while I will share a tweet with the like pod account, and I look at the notifications for the messages on my phone, and yeah. it's just very funny because it's like Megan has shared a tweet with you. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's me. Mueller. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, I get that with the Instagram account sometimes. Um, not to myself, but, like, someone will add them. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I told them to add them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what's happening here. So, in the finale, do you remember that Archie's dad was shot? Yes. Okay. So, he's in the hospital now. Okay. Archie was able to get him there. And this episode dealt with um, him kind of having some PTSD as to trying to remember and identify details about the shooter. Okay. Because he feels bad that he can't. And couldn't like protect his dad. He couldn't. He couldn't do anything. The guy even came to him and like put his gun on his head. And Archie, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't help his dad sooner. Like he was obviously trapped, right? Okay. Because the guy was, who knows what he was gonna do. So he's suffering from that guilt of not being able to do more, or not being there, or whatever. And um. This guy is unrecognizable. He's in, like, black, and he's wearing, like, um, like a hood that's got eyes cut out. It's not, like, a... It's not a serpent. Like, you know, the Southside Serpent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's somebody else, and there's him trying to identify people in the lineup and all he's flashing back to. There's a lot of good, like, acting in this episode of Archie crying, and he's very over-the-top. Mm-hmm. Um, what? A show yeah, based on the comic books? Over-the-top? I it's do very not believe it. What? But they had really good stuff with him looking at each of these guys in the lineup and trying to identify, you know, is it number one? Is it number two? Is it number three? And he, like, being jarred and, like, remembering the eyes and remembering the face and all he can remember is these really bright green eyes oh. of the shooter. Okay. And each one he's like, no, no, no. And he's, like, freaking out and freaking out. And then he goes back home and this is kind of in reverse order. From after his, he's been finally told that his dad's, like, gonna be fine. He's out of surgery. They've patched him up. He's recovering. And Veronica is trying to deal with, like, how you care for someone. <laughs> That's her struggle right now. Like, how, how to, to care have, for someone. Have, like, emotions and, like... How, how to, to support, how to support someone. She doesn't know how to do that. No, I'm not So this, this, <laughs> like, this is what she does. He goes up to shower because he's covered in his dad's blood. Because he was just, like... He was a fire hose of blood, apparently, from that gunshot wound. It was, it was alarming. How much is it blood. like the shotgun blast in um, Simple Plan, in the kitchen where like Bill Paxton shoots the lady in this and she just oh, explodes. and it's like an explosion, a hundred percent. But it's that like was my favorite. It's like he, it's like Archie Andrews. It's just, he's a fire hose after he's been shot. Like there's blood in pops. That's a puddle as big as this table, which okay. Pop has not cleaned up yet, and people are eating there. And I was like, cool. hell code violation. <laughs> I do not approve of this. 
<laughs> and then from Archie's truck to the hospital, it's like it's just it's just a path of blood. And I was like, no, that's not how your body works. No, it's not. And he's covered. Like, like he's if, if, if you're bloodletting, then maybe. But it's not that fast. No, like it, yeah, it was it was absurd. Anyway, so Archie's showering because he's cut, like head to toe covered in blood, and Veronica's solution to comfort him is to go into the bathroom while he's showering and presumably have sex with him. I mean, I get it. it Come on. Gentlemen. In a probes. Gentlemen, how would you feel about that? <laughs> Let us know on the tweets. He's, like, emotionally wrecked. Mm-hmm. And very vulnerable. Yes. And just needs a soft touch. Let's be real here. I... In a probe. You should see the eye roll I just got. It was heroic. <laughs> but that's her struggle. So was Veronica, apparently. That, yeah, that's her struggle right now, is how do you support someone you care about? Oh, I'm so sorry, Veronica. How much does she care about Archie, like, really? She says she loves him. I know, she's the worst. Okay. Um, But at the end of the episode, we see Miss Grundy teaching piano to another new student in a different town across the river. Okay. They share a kiss before the student leaves her gr- her house. And I was like, I fucking hate this. It's disgusting. It's so bad. But, but, she closes the door. She comes back into her, her little, like, cutesy little house. And then sheet music is on the floor from the piano. She whatever, picks it up. She looks over. Windows open. Blowing curtain. Goes to shut it. Fucking strangled from behind. Guy in the mask that killed Archie's dad. Same dude. Yeah. Who is it? Do we know? I don't know. Do you have any, any theories? But this is the question. Because I was taught one of my students who I don't teach this year, but I taught last year. She came up to me and she's like, did you watch? Oh my God. So we had to like rush and talk about it in five minutes between periods. And um, that's the question. Because who would want to kill Archie's dad, who really is not like a villain in any way, shape, or form. Uh-huh. He's just a dude who runs a business. Yeah. He fired some of the serpents, but it's because he can't afford them anymore. So it's like, okay. But who would Did also... Serpents? serpents. Oh. The gang. Like... <laughs> <laughs> who cares if he fires serpents? I don't need to survive. Oh, uh, the downstairs people don't need to anyway. I'm an upstairs person. <laughs> but... <laughs> but who would also want Miss Grundy dead? Because Miss Grundy's a villain. She was going to expose right. Archie and, like, victimized him. I don't so know. So it man. doesn't make sense for those two people to be killed by the same person. Right. But There's got to be a reason. I know, but I can't quite figure out what it is. So, Jess, <laughs> tell me what you think the reason is and who you think it is. And then, thirdly, uh, Hiram Lodge finally showed up. And it's Marcus Willis, isn't it? Which, when that was announced, I was like, oh, Pitch is never coming back. I know. But it's so funny because he and Hermione Lodge, like, um, Veronica's parents, they look so young compared to Luke Perry and Molly Ringwald. Like, Um, they look like baby. They've aged so well. Oh, yeah. Compared to Luke Perry and Molly Ringwald. Oh, yeah. It's alarming. Yeah, yeah, Marcus. Well, because I don't know how old he would be. Like, in real life, Mark and Solis. Oh, like, Kelly was, like, 45. Yeah, so he's got to be, like, 50-ish. Somewhere yeah. in there. And Luke Perry's around there. I know. Because he was in an ad for AARP. I know this. And people <laughs> were making fun of it. 
<laughs> Which, no. yeah, he was, like, last year or the year before I came. I think it might have been last year, so yeah. But he's aged real rough. Yeah. But he always, but And, like, but the lodges, forget, like, don't have a goddamn crack on their faces. Yeah, but don't forget, like, when Luke Perry was on that or 2-0. and he, he was raging hard. Well, no, well, probably, but like also, he looked like forty when he was supposed <laughs> to be in high school. So like, That's it's not true. entirely surprising That's that true. he looks like he's been. But shit's real tense in the lodge house. Okay, because Veronica thinks that they had something to do with Archie Andrews's father being shot. Ooh, and yeah, it's interesting. It's real tense. Interesting. Gotta get on board. Not enough for me to want to watch it, but interesting nonetheless. I am so excited that it's back. I can tell. Because it's just, like I said before, you just need one fucking thing during the week that makes you happy. Yeah. Um, God damn. Riverdale has about 19 E's on our... (laughs) As does everything, though. You even do that for baseball. Outlander has three lines of R's. You (laughs) do that for baseball, too. So it's Six, not seven, just eight, me. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, my bad. No, it's not just you. It's just funny. Because she wrote The Outlander and The Riverdale. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of excitement. There is. Um, I just want to talk about baseball. Okay. Talking about baseball. I love it. I know. So on Wednesday night, we had trivia for our first night back, and we got third place, which was fun. Um, but it was like the first, the first night of the season. And when trivia finished, and we like paid our bills and stuff, uh, it was the top of... The ninth, and the Yankees were up three two. It was just before Brett Gardner went up, and I know you're you're looking at me like I don't fucking know what's going on. I'm just listening and enjoying. Um, and so you know the home team was Cleveland, and so Cleveland gets to bat last. And I was like, oh god, they just need they just fucking they need just one. need another run, just just one more would be good. My dad and I were texting back and forth, and he was like, another run would be good here. So you know, um, so my dad's a smart man, and so uh. Brett Gardner fights off 12 pitches and uh, hits um, an RBI. I think he hit his, I just think, I think it might have just been a single. And then two runs scored because there was an error. And so then it was 5-2 instead of 3-2. And I would convinced Riva to stay with me and watch it because I legitimately thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> like, at no point in time over the last 11 years of the Oilers seasons have I felt like I was going to throw up because of yeah. the Oilers. And I legitimately thought I was going to throw up. And really what I needed her to be there for was if I did, then she could clean up after me and I didn't have to get like one of the bar staff to do it. <laughs> she, she, could, she could hold on to me because I was just like, oh God, this is going to be so bad. Um, and then and then the Yankees won and I was just like, I almost cried. Like it was like, all if I'd have been at home, I probably would have, but I yeah. was like out in public. But it was like a nice catharsis. And then I was like, oh, God, now I have another series I have to watch. Oh, God, this is terrible news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's so good. You know. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the devils now. Yeah. Like, I'm bothered by what happened. Are you? A little <laughs> yeah, bit annoyed by it? Because and I couldn't too. watch it. Yeah, not fully, right? Because we... Yeah. Whose dumb idea was it to record? Well, I was also gone till 6.30. That was a problem, too. Um... So I, one of the things that I read yesterday about the baseball, which I thought was really, really great, or yesterday, no, today's Friday, so Wednesday, um, was from Stacey May Fowles. Um, she's wonderful. And she retweeted something about, um, about baseball. And the, one of the lines in it is baseball is stuffed with waiting. And I was like, oh, that's so good. She's a, seriously, her writing 
This wasn't hers. This was just something that she retweeted for the New Yorker. Oh. But yeah, her. I mean, her writing is phenomenal. Her writing is real but just good. this idea, like, baseball is stuffed with waiting. That's great. That's a beautiful And line. for baseball, it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's... Because it is. You just have to wait. Because, like, when you're up, when, like, pitchers on the mound, there's nothing you can do. It's all tension. It's, yeah. And it's, it's all just, tension. And every once in a while, there's a release. And then sometimes there isn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's phenomenal. Um, and, yeah, I've just, like, I loved it. I've been loving it and loving it and loving it. And That's it's good. been really good. That's good. Because sports for, was painful for you for a long time. Sports were hard. Finding um, the joy in sports. Yeah. You gotta do it. And as like, long, like, as soon as it's not bringing you joy. Why do it? Why do it? Which kind of goes back to, like, the, um, you know, oh, it's been a hard week. Like, I, you know, I need mm-hmm. an Oilers win. I'm like, well, yeah, it'll help. But what if they don't? Yeah. If you're hinging, if you're hinging everything on that, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best idea. You can't have your personal happiness be reliant on others. No. You no. make it yourself. But, like, baseball has brought me joy. And, like, I, if they'd have lost, I would have been sad about it, but it wouldn't have ruined my day because mm-hmm. I got six bonus games. And, you know? Perspective. And now it's seven. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to get ten because it's a, it's a seven-game series. So I'm going to get ten, at least ten bonus games of baseball this year, mm-hmm. which I did not expect. Yeah. Um, and it's just been, like, so, so fun. In this piece also, it's by, um, it's in the New Yorker. He also says here, uh, I was ready for this. One of Gardner's patented weight and foul at bats. A series of short left-handed slashes and bonking fouls that caused the man on the mound to shrivel and age before our eyes. You know what's beautiful about that? The consonants. I know. It's gorgeous. Baseball writing, best sports writing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And mind. I don't even really like baseball that much, but that was fucking beautiful. Right? And you can see And that see was it. poetic. Yes! I know. I know. My dad will tell you that baseball... Is poetry itself. Like, he mm-hmm. has that opinion. He loves baseball. He just texted me the other night because we were talking about it. And when he was younger, he played ball. And he says one of the best games he ever played, he was a catcher, um, was a one nothing win. And it went to 13 innings. Mm. Um, and he said it was just... And, like, back then, like, pitchers just pitched the whole game. Like, you just kept going and going and going and going. They didn't, you know... Have eight other people, yeah. Um, and he said like, that he still remembers it. And he was, like, young when he played this game. And he will never forget it. Yeah. Because it's got this... And you can... And you, like... I noticed when I watched, too, that, like, you can hear, I like the sound of, like, the ball off the bat and the sound of, like, the ball hitting the glove. And it's got, like, I mean, football is, like, this cacophony of sound, which I hate all of those sounds. Like, I hate them. Except for the play Except call. Except when they're all together? Oh. The, the play call. No, I hate them. Because, like, the helmets crap. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, God, someone's losing brain cells. Oh, yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, I just, I can't. I like football, but the sound I don't like. And hockey, like, there's very little. The, my favorite sound in hockey is when the puck hits the post. Or yeah. The I love it. But for the rest of it, I'm kind of like, nah. I like it when you can hear the players shouting at each other. Or the cut of the skate in the ice. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey. I like that. But I don't, the game Especially sounds. Especially because it's like, sometimes it's like Finnish words. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> spicy. Or like in the, the 2010 Olympics, 2010 Olympics, when Sid Carlson out calls up for Iggy and you can hear him call like that's amazing yeah but like and like the cut of the when when it's quiet in the rink and you can hear like the cut of the skate on the ice I yeah. like that but baseball's got good sounds and I don't particularly like basketball sounds it's just very squeak sound yeah and so there's not but baseball I love it and so like but, oh the swish so sound good. though 
swish sound. It's hard to hear now, though, right? Because the crowd gets so much into it now. Whereas, like, yeah, it's a little bit different. That's true. But like, baseball's got this, and I would love to go to a playoff baseball game. I don't even care. Like, it doesn't matter where, anywhere. Because just like to be there with like home home and team that fans tension. and all of that, and like, oh, it would be so exciting. Mm-hmm. So so, it's been so fun. I love it. That's awesome. I love it very much. Because yeah, you're right. Sports was real hard for some time. It is. And it wasn't bringing me joy. No, not and, at all. And now it is. And so, like, at work, I was joking about how I don't care about hockey because baseball's still on. And they were all like, no, it's not. The Jays are on. And I was like, as if. But they realized, I think, that I wasn't just making it up that I like the Yankees. No, but, like, because last year they weren't in the playoffs, right? And so, like, I started school and, you know, mm-hmm. the season was winding down. So I wasn't really paying attention because the Yankees were out. So I was like, whatever. I don't really care anymore. Um, but I think they're, like, figuring out that, no, I actually am, like, invested in this. But. <laughs> which, which. I, I have a problem with the assumption that when you say you like something, mm-hmm. it needs to be proven in some way for people to believe no, it. No, I, I I don't like that either. But, like, the, I think what all I'm saying is, like, I think they're finally, like... like Getting it. Not, and not, like, oh, she's a legitimate fan, but just, like, no, this is something that you're prioritizing and mm-hmm. you're making time for. Okay. And, like, you know. Because, um, yeah, like, I left school on Wednesday. Usually I don't leave till about 6.30 to get to the, the bar for 7. Mm-hmm. Um, because trivia starts at 7.30, but the game was at 6.08, so I, like, left at 5.30 so I could get there. You know, I made a reservation for 6 o'clock so I could be there, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think they're just realizing that, no, I'm, like, legit invested. And I might not go to the football game tomorrow because the Yankees play at 2 and the game's at 1. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. For the Bears. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's okay. Yeah. You won't miss out on my husband doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go next week. It's their last home game of the season. Um, My husband yeah. does work a lot. Sorry, husband. He's doing hockey tonight. He has he, two football games this weekend and a hockey, another hockey. Game he too. doesn't do very much of the Bears football game though. He yeah, stands around with a. a I know until a like on practice days. He probably does. He does a lot of shit. Yeah, there was two Achilles um, twine in there last practice. So that's good. Oh dear. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for the Golden Bears. Probably losing again tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Sorry. Questions? Let's do it. Are you breaking the Twitter fast to get the questions? Oh, am I? Or do you want me to? I can. Okay. I know you didn't want to. I'll do it. Twitter questions coming at you hot. Usually start asked. Like, oldest ones first. Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just find them. Okay. From Codex Rex. Yep. What's your best before line in the sand before deciding whether to move Poliarvi either by way of points or time in AHL? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think... I think you treasure him forever. You put him into a glass box. <laughs> and keep him safe. Yes. Um, keep him safe from this cruel, cruel world. And then put as many plums as you can in his mouth just to see... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the the problem with with Puliyarvi, insofar as there's a problem with him, is that he's the, very young. Well, he is, but the draft class that he was in, there was like two very very good players at the top, in Austin Matthews and Patrick Liner. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was a significant drop in skill from that point. Yeah, from that point down. And I think what's happened, I think that people looked at. Puliari and saw that he played in like the Finnish league as a 16 year old and a 17 year old and were sort of expecting that he'd be able to like 
easier to make that transition into the NHL, sort of forgetting that, like, the NHL is, is different. the best league in the world. Yeah. Right, in terms of skill. Um, the problem with all of that, though, I don't know if I have a line in the sand. I really don't. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, but I know last night in the, the, the game... Why can't they just let him develop? Well, that's what they're doing in the NHL. I know. Right? And why can't that yeah. be it? Well, pr- right? Why do we have to always rush them? Or as soon as they're... Have you been a fan of this team for very long? I know. This is me expressing my disapproval, okay. Megan. I just... I know. Just let it be. Yeah. Let figure it out. I think part of it is because he's a fourth overall pick. Right? He's a, he's a high draft pick. And I No, I, I agree. But I'm just saying I yeah. think that's part of the problem is that people are perceiving it that he's this high draft pick and, and he couldn't make the opening night roster. But then, like, you know, as we alluded to our right wing depth before, um, they kind of are lacking. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. I know. Um, it's real dumb. I still, Rex, I don't have a line in the sand for you. I apologize. I, I really don't know, but I, I'm kind of with Kelsey. I feel like they should let him develop and just see what happens. He's he's still very young. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a Nail Yakupov type bust. No. No, 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 no. Because I think he's got more skill to start off, but I, I don't know if he's going to be ever on the same level as Connor? Patrick Lina. Oh, or, no, like, I don't do you know think what I mean? so. And I, I feel like so. people are expecting that. And that's unfair. But I also don't, like, they were saying, well, he doesn't have chemistry. And I was like, well, he's been in the A the whole time. Yeah. Like, how is he supposed to have chemistry with the team when he's not given opportunities to well, develop and, that, like, right? Well, and the other thing, too, the, the point that, that Pat Maroon's brother made, um, which is literally the only thing I'll give him credit for, is that, like, for some reason, his brother has managed to figure out how to play with Conor McDavid. Yeah. Which not everyone can do. Right? Like, not everybody can do that, mm-hmm. as we've seen. As we've right? seen, yeah. Um, and, and maybe Pugliarvi's one of those people that yeah, but doesn't, not have, doesn't have chemistry with, you know, that the guys that they person, have, or yeah. whatever. whatever. So they gotta, maybe, maybe he'll have chemistry with Leon, if mm-hmm. Leon ever gets to play center. <laughs> if Leon ever gets vision back? Yeah. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, Amanda sent a lot. Oh, good. Uh, Jesper Bratt is amazing, yes or no? Yes. And it's yes or yes, actually. So yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, FMK, Mojo, Ben Lovejoy, and Rico. Oh, get out of here with your dumb choices. Um. <laughs> oh, God. That's awful. That's so gross. Yeah, Amanda, like, those aren't even the best people on the team. No, like, Jesus. Um, um I don't like any of it. So I'm going to pick my own three. <laughs> From the devils? Yeah. Okay, do it. Um, I was thinking about that when I saw that question. I was like, I hate everything about this. Um, <laughs> I love it. Let's it's probably it. not fair if I get to pick, but I'm going to say, okay, Taylor Hall and Kyle Palmieri and, I don't know, Miles Wood. There. There's your three. That's what I was going to choose, too. So, sorry, Kyle. Gotta go. Your beard's great, but you need to go. Yeah. There's even, there's another young guy. Because I actually have, in cute. that three, I would keep Taylor Hall around. And fuck Miles Wood. Oh, High five. Because <laughs> um, like, Taylor Hall is a puppy dog, and puppies are nice. So yeah. Puppies yeah. are nice. Um, how excited are you for the Devils this season? I know it's only game three, but they're so fun to watch, and they're winning. I'm very excited. Well, I'd like to point out that it's the end of their fourth game, and they are three and one. They are. And the Oilers are one and two. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Probably. I, d- I did that just saying to a lot of staff and a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Just we were, I was talking about that today at work. We were, we were doing this like Stanley Cup thing where like um, Stanley Cup pool where we drew teams and whoever had Pittsburgh started with the cup 
and then it's whoever they played that night. If then then Pittsburgh lost to the Blues, so then the guy who had the Blues as their team like won the cup. So the cup's like traveling around the league. Oh, so the Blues are on a four game streak, and now I think it's in Florida. And we were talking about like teams that are undefeated or whatever, and I was like, this this is today, and I was like, there's only two. It's like the Vegas Golden Knights and the New Jersey Devils. And then I like got up from the table. It was as good as a mic drop. It was amazing. Like, bye. <laughs> yeah. From Jess, she sent a number of them. Favorite breakfast food. Um. Oh. Because she replied with a singular item. What did she say? Bacon. But I feel like it's. No, I no, I can appreciate because there are things that I'll have for breakfast that like aren't. Yeah. A meal. Yeah, I would say I like bacon a lot, but I would say poached eggs. I really like. A waffle. A waffle with whipped cream and raspberries. Mm, that's too many things. I don't fucking care. It's my <laughs> podcast job. Um, top bucket list places to visit. Money, no object. What's her answer? Monaco, F1, Formula yeah. 1, Tahiti, New Zealand. Um, Those are great fucking choices. I'd like to go to Cape Town. Yes. And go to Table Mountain. Go to Table Mountain. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, the Robben Island... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to do all of that. I'd like to go back to Australia. Good. I think Chris and I are going to go to Australia in July. Nice. If he's working Whitehorse, August, September. Yeah, cool. We're going to try to travel. travel. But okay. that's definitely top of my list. Um, I would also, I also really want to go back to Europe because our whirlwind trip we did a few years ago was not good enough. And... God, where else? Machu Picchu. Cool. Three, uh, what made you become teachers? Just we talked about that a number of times. I've literally just always wanted to be a teacher, and I wasn't smart enough to do anything that involved math, so here we are. Uh, she says, I'm not a teacher. Nobody wants that. <laughs> What's her answer? I and... was talking with my student teacher about that today, about, like, you know, what made her want to be a teacher or whatever, and uh, she said, I just always kind of wanted to do it. Like, it's just sort of a thing. I don't, I, I mean, I'm sure some people fall into it somehow. But I but think it's a drive to serve just as much as, like, to be in nursing or yeah. to be in medicine or whatever it is. I think you, yeah. it's that same feeling. It's that same drive. Yeah. Uh, top childhood cartoon. Well, we talked about this at work today, too, just sort of randomly. Mm. Um, Teddy Ruxpin was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Teddy Ruxpin scared me. We were what we were talking about was what the fuck is Grubby? <laughs> is what we were. What's talking. Grubby? He's like the yellow thing with all the legs. And what am I? Can't, I'm not thinking about Teddy Rex, but I don't know what that is. Then no, I love Teddy Rex, but you're maybe a little bit too young because it might have finished when I was about five. But my sister was older. Five or six. Um, also, Inspector Gadget, which we watched a clip today of like Inspector it's Gadget. Awful. No, it's amazing. <laughs> Drinking and driving. And he's like changing the gadget mobile back and forth from like the car to the van oh my while God. he's drunk. And then he like crashes into a hay bale and sleeps it off. <laughs> it's incredible. I'll find the clip and we can put it in our post. I really liked um, Simpsons. Like, I know that's not even like a childhood cartoon, mm-hmm. but like, I'm wearing a fucking shirt that's what Kurt made dignity mm-hmm. from on the tail of. What is it? Something in the house. A house divided. A house mm-hmm. divided is the episode. That's my favorite childhood cartoon. Um, or like Disney movies. Uh, she said Animaniacs, Batman, or Gem, or Rainbow Bright. But Rainbow Bright's in all caps, so I'm assuming that's her favorite. 
I don't know what Rainbow Bright is. Yeah. Amanda asks, favorite hot take so far this season? Um, One of my favorite things is just how people get it. Like, how will this affect the Leafs? I think it's funny. That's real fucking funny. It is funny. real funny. That's real fucking funny. It's yeah. not getting old either. No, it's never going to get old. Um, but also, favorite is hot take. Probably just just anything down to Jamie Ben, just in general. Yeah, it's real good. We'll get to Michael's we'll question. We'll get to Mike's question in a minute. <laughs> Brian asks, what's wrong with the Oilers, all caps? Also, Megan's picks against the NFL spread this week. Um. Okay, what's wrong with the Oilers? They don't have any center depth or right wing depth, as we've discussed. Um, and losing Leon Dreisaitl on the right wing. Is real big. Is real big, but it's also bad because... Um, they can't, they can't shift him over to center if they need him because he's not playing. So they're straight fucked. And I would also say that their left wing is a little weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably also their second defense pairing. So really what they got is Connor. Cam. Cam. And Larson and Clefbaum. Yeah. And no Reggie still. That really Defense sucks. wins championships? I don't know. In basketball, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, picks against the spread. Who did I pick today? I I don't I didn't look at all the games because I only have to pick five in the pool. But I think I picked Jacksonville and I think I picked Green Bay, and I picked um. I did not pick the Texans. I picked where the Texans are playing because I figured with JJ they'll probably lose. Um, I picked. I want to see maybe I picked the Chiefs or maybe I didn't. I can't remember. No, I did pick the Chiefs, and then I think I'm trying to think who the other teams I picked last. I only have to pick five, though, so I didn't really think past. While you were saying that, this is what I was looking at. Oh, well, I'm watching Aaron, Aaron Judge at bat, so I was a little bit distracted. <laughs> uh, before we get to Mike's question, Amanda's last one, before she just sent pictures of Taylor Hall, and we hate her, said, would the Oilers send someone from the team to bring you shoes if yours broke in arena? Oh, God, no. 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 No, 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 no. You are us, they would, money signs to them. They would ask us to leave because they didn't have shoes on. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Or plant, like, a backpack on you and kick you out. Um, and also I'd like to point out that the picture that Amanda sends of Taylor Hall was Taylor Hall with the assistant captain's aide. Correct. And then the other one is him, like, from behind, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time that we started a podcast called The Garbage Fire? Remember that time we sang a song last week, which I've listened to approximately 15 times? I've listened to approximately zero times, and we are trash, 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 trash. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Okay, let's go to Mike's question. They're so good. They're so good. FMK, first one. Okay. Yak scoring 40 this year. Mm -hmm. Number two. Taylor dragging New Jersey into playoffs. That's exactly how it would happen, Mike. Yeah. Great dragging. use of dragging. Yeah. Three, Oilers missing playoffs and Chris Russell winning the green jacket. Oh, God. Just kill Russell. No, I think... Kill Russell. No. Oh, you didn't fucking enjoy that, though. I kind of a little bit would. <laughs> um, I'm just like... I'm just like but my... I don't want to kill Yeah. I'm just like... Well, I'm going to have to. I'm just like Michael Caine in, in The Dark Knight. Just want to watch the world burn. Um, <laughs> um, I think. Oh, which one? Can love? we talk about how the oppressive colonialism? What that was, though. We could, but I'm just saying that some men want to watch the world burn because it's true. We won't consider the anecdote. 
No. That goes before that lesson? Okay. Well, because it wasn't Michael Caine that wanted to watch the world burn. It was the other guy no, that wanted I know. to watch the world burn. I know. I know, because they burned the whole forest down. I get it. I'm well aware. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> um, are you surprised in a movie starring a bunch of British men made by a British man? No. That there was oppressive colonialism? No. Um, oh, that's really tough. Because I'm trying to think which I would enjoy more. You know? Which, like, the short term, this is the thing. I think in the short term, I would enjoy, I think in the short term, I would enjoy the doubles making the playoffs, and in the long term, I would enjoy the others missing the playoffs. Mm. And then, yeah, cast to die. That's interesting, then. I think so. So you'd marry the Chris Russell situation. Yeah, and just enjoy that forever and ever and ever. Sorry, as, Matt. <laughs> as you would your experience with Taylor, I'm sure. Um, uh-huh. Next question. <laughs> If the mayoral candidates for Edmonton ran the Oilers, could they do a better or worse job than who's already there? Which oh, one would be best fit for GM? And he says, hashtag Team Carlo Frost. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. If anyone has been paying any attention to this, like, mayoral candidacy business here in this city. It's if a shit John job. Iverson doesn't win, it will be because of vote splitting. Unless, like, the people are like, well, I don't want to vote for him, so I'm going to turn this guy. Like, it'll just be a, a random fluke. He is the only one saying anything oh, i know it's like chris and i were talking he's like well i tried to research some candidates and a they don't have a website or b you look up what their platform in is and it's like parks transit it's just like words <laughs> like what do the words mean um, i think if, if the mayoral candidates were running the oilers i think don iverson would be the vice president the president of hockey operations the vice president of hockey operations um <laughs> The CEO, the CFO. The coach and the GM. The, the GM, and then he would, like, pick a, one of his, like, good city councillors to be the coach. Yeah. That's what I think. And the arena would have bike lanes in it. Next question. <laughs> What's less likely? <laughs> Seeing Colin... <laughs> That's amazing. It's maybe the best thing you've ever said. Thank you. <laughs> What's less likely, seeing Colin Kaepernick at a Trump rally, or Mike, I fucking love you forever, seeing Jamie Ben at Taste of Edmonton? <laughs> <laughs> well, less likely. That's a really great question. Because one of them is like a, like a legit sort of like, Ideological question. oriented question, and the other is just like fuck Jimmy Man. <laughs> oh God. Um. What's less likely? I'm gonna go with Jamie Ben at Taste of Edmonton. No, I don't know. That uh, that depends. Do they still serve food on plates, or do you get the food in boxes? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you can buy uh, on uh, teespring is that where we're at teespring yeah i think so uh the link is on our website and it'll be on our instagram i believe yeah it still is i think 
Um, and all the stuff is gonna get printed, that's guaranteed, because we've, like, sold enough things, so thanks to the people who bought stuff, um, and you can buy some things there, there's t-shirts, and long sleeve t-shirts, and mugs, which look awesome, and, uh, women's t-shirts. Yes. And if you buy some stuff, then we can, like, do another run of things and maybe make some more products. Um, we have a website. We do. Which is Garbage Fire Podcast at word- WordPress. Dot WordPress. Dot WordPress. Dot com. I don't have the thing have open. email. GarbageFirePod uh, at gmail.com? Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Mick14. You can find Kelsey at, on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. Um, and, uh... We're on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Sound... Sound... <laughs> SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> And Google Play. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. And <laughs> Kelsey's dying, so I'm just going to say thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you in the upstairs.